0: Free beer? Let me tell you how at the end of this spot. From Alter Genius Brewing Company, it has everything for a true craft brewery experience. Try their brilliantly crafted brews, creative house cocktails, cider from a few bad apples, and a full kitchen with a spectacular array of tasty dishes at their brewery in Ambridge. Or try their new trailside tap room on the Montour Trail in Imperial that's sure to have something for everyone with 20-plus different craft beers, ciders, and cocktails. Treat yourself to a brilliantly crafted brew at Alter Genius Brewing Company and tell them Tim Ben sent you for a small pour on the house. Barber school? Do you hate your job? Looking for a change? The Barber School of Pittsburgh may have your cure. Locations on Banksville Road and Monroeville. Day and night classes available. Enrolling now at BSP.edu. Get your degree in as little as nine months. Financial aid available. Now accepting veterans benefits. Barber school. Yes. Google. Barber School of Pittsburgh, bsp.edu bsp.edu
1: again, bsp.edu
0: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And welcome to another Breakfast with Ben's podcast here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on the south side after Mike Tomlin's press conference in advance of the Steelers' trip out to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Tim Benz, Joe Rutter with you. Joe, of course, our beat writer who covers the Steelers on a daily basis for Trib Live. Joe, I think it would behoove us to jump right into
2: Ram's analysis. How about you? <laughs> yes, I think it would behoove us as well to to do that, uh, considering Mike Tomlin behooved us many times to uh, ask different questions, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think where he was trying to behoove us was to uh, behoove us away from talking about the offense, which... Good luck with that.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, he kept saying that, you know, these questions have been asked repeatedly. Well, we really haven't gotten many answers. So, you know, I, that's why the questions keep coming. But yeah, that's, that turns out to be a focal point. And from my perspective, the offensive line, I think, is a big talking point going into this game because it appears Dan Moore, if he's healthy, Mike Tomlin said that's a big if is going to be back at left tackle, which is going to upset a lot of fans because already on Twitter yesterday after my first tweet about uh, Moore taking first team reps, people were outraged that uh, Broderick Jones would be heading back to the bench. If they're going to make a switch, I would actually,
0: to get Moore back in the lineup anyway, put him at right tackle and leave Broderick Jones alone
2: at left and put Moore in at right if they're that determined to put him back in the lineup. Yeah, I I think that would be an okay move to make. yeah, I don't think you're getting anything award-winning out of Chuksekor for it this time. I've seen him have better play.
0: Oh, and let me, and I,
2: that's not what I
0: would do. I'm saying if they're desperate enough to do it, and I don't think they should be. I just think they should make. Dan Moore the backup swing tackle I think that's what he was drafted to be and frankly has been over elevated in his role so far here
2: yeah well yeah and I would I think that's probably a more appropriate role for him uh, I'm surprised I was a little surprised that uh you know oh, yeah, he couched it by saying that's a big if from a health standpoint but make no mistake I think if Dan Moore is healthy and goes through a, a full practice Wednesday Thursday Friday he's, he's definitely going to be the guy out there against the Rams and Broderick Jones is going to be watching again um I you know I didn't see anything Broderick Jones did wrong against the Ravens to move him back to the bench, and I tried to follow up with Mike Tallman about, you know, how do you handle, you know, giving players their job, you know, they get their job back after injuries, and he kind of danced around that and said it's a case-by-case basis, but, um, you know, so I get, you know, I guess it's just going to be another, you know, time to wait to see what happens with Broderick
0: Jones. I thought he was fine against the Ravens, Um, so like the Ravens have edge rushers extraordinaire that they have to worry about. Moore was definitely challenged in that regard, but they also gave him a hell of a lot of help in those first three weeks. It's going to be an interesting dynamic this week because the pass rush presence is going to come up the middle with the Rams, specifically from Aaron Donald. That means you're going to need good games out of Mason Cole, Isaac Siamalo, and whoever's playing right guard, be that Herbig or James Daniels. Uh, Let's start right there. What do you think they're going to do at right guard?
2: I think Daniels will be back if if he's healthy enough um you know i didn't you know the one thing i didn 't notice as much yesterday was how much participation <laughs> he had. You know, you know, more focus was on Dan Moore yesterday. But if he's back, I would think that, again, that, you know, they brought in Herberg to be kind of the backup interior offensive lineman, that James Daniels will go back into that starting role. And, uh, you know, the offensive line's undergone a lot of scrutiny, and James Daniels isn't one of those guys that, you know, and I think Cole and Simolo have been the same way, need to show improvement here as they, you know, get moving after the bye week. Agreed, Siamalu's pass-blocking numbers, if you believe the pro football focus
0: stats, are pretty good, top 10 in the league. But his run blocking numbers are not.
2: Yeah, and they need to. That's what one area they really need to improve. They became a better team last year when they showed an ability to run the football. The offensive line kind of, you know, gelled as the season went on, and Siemol is really the only. He is the only change to that group um, this year. So I think you've got to look at him, and, and especially in that area, be, being a better run blocker. Meanwhile,
0: if you believe Pro Football Focus, Kevin Dotson has turned into the genetically mutated love child of John Hanna and Larry Allen at guard. (laughs) He's he's got some of the highest blocking numbers in all of the National Football League for every offensive lineman, let alone just guards. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I I don't know how much stock I put into their grades per se, but I do like that I do put in some stock in you know the snap counts and you know what you know, whether the, what how they were used in run blocking versus pass blocking in those type of situations. Their grades a little more subjective. I don't re- put as much thought in that. But hey, Kevin Dotson, he's playing. You know, it worked out well for him. Uh You weren't sure what he wasn't going to play here, obviously. So you know, he gets a chance to keep his career going, stay on the field, and that, you know, good for him. And how about Akella Witherspoon? That corner. Yeah. Another guy that the the Steelers kind of cut loose and probably could use right now in their secondary. Uh, you know, never really got a chance to redeem himself last year after that bad game in Philadelphia. They pretty much just stashed him on injured, injured reserve the rest of the year. Uh, you know, he was a guy who finished the previous year as a starter and, and seemed like he maybe had a place here, but they soured on him pretty quickly. And, you know, he's, he's found a home with a team that, you know, hopes to get back, you know, to the playoff form after a down season. I think if you look at the uh, passer
0: rating against Akella Witherspoon for cornerbacks who have had at least 140 coverage opportunities is third in the National Football League. So that's pretty good. He's also got the third best target completion percentage. Among cornerbacks, so he's off to a really good start there now. i don't want to get too in depth with these numbers because Mike Tomlin doesn't like in depth numbers, like where opposing pass receivers are catching the football against his team. yes, he, those stats were way too way too deep level
2: yeah yeah and uh, you know, he also you know it's way too early to do that, and he said it would be revealed over time, but yeah, his cornerbacks are giving up a lot of yards to to uh, receivers, and you know i i go back to Las Vegas and Devontae Adams and what he did against Levi Wallace, put up, you know, just... You know, just the the coverage numbers were bad, to say the least. And, uh, you know, that's that's been a glaring weakness. And you've seen, you know, that he was taken off for one series with Joey Porter coming in. Then Patrick Peterson moved in inside and Levi Wallace came back out. So uh, that'll be something to watch. I think you need to get Joey Porter out there more. But again, Mike Tallman doesn't seem like he's ready to, you know, to rush him out there and throw him into the starting mix. He didn't sound like he wanted to start
0: him. I think you're going to see a lot more of him this week. It might not come at the expense of Wallace or Peterson because I think all those corners are going to be out there because I don't think L.A. is going to even try to run the ball that much. They're down to their third string running back. Um, Cooper Cup is back and playing great. They love what Atwell and Nakua were doing in his absence. They're still there. I think they throw the ball a ton against the Steelers, and I think the Steelers have to be ready for it.
2: Yeah, they... they
0: so you know. might see Porter in dime, but in dime a bunch.
2: Yeah, you might. I agree with you that the Rams probably are going to come out throwing and get the ball to their receivers a lot. You know, the fact that Cup came back after everybody was so worried about how long, much time he might miss, jumps back out there, and, you know, has again rec- reclaimed the form as one of the number one, you know, top receivers in the whole NFL. Yeah, he you know, he's just really, it's really impressive the way he's kind of jumped back in there. And there's other two guys like you said have really you know really helped out there so you know why not throw the ball as much as you can against the Steelers especially when you know the difficulties they've had in stopping the pass on the
0: flip side how about what Johnson brings to the Steelers coming back
2: oh, it helps immensely. You know, I think you're going to see a lot more short passes, quick routes, um, you know, ability for him to have the run after catch that he's so good at. I think, you know, I think that helps the whole offense out. You know, he can do that. Maybe that opens up the running game a little bit more. Freeze George Pickens to, you know, have more, maybe some more deep passes, get the double teams off him some. Yeah. I, you know, it's, I think everybody was curious to see how Deontay Johnson would bounce back after last year, not getting any touchdowns. Then he gets hurt so quickly against San Francisco. So, you, you know, you're wondering, but I I think this is a guy that's going to come back and make an immediate impact on this offense.
0: And it's worth reiterating. I know we talked about this during our bi-week podcast, but it's worth stating again because whether or not you think Deontay Johnson is worth all the money he was given, whether or not you think of him as a true number one or even a good number two, the most important thing is the dominoes stay in line a lot better when he's out there. Like Allen Robinson is not at the stage where he should be elevated to a number two uh, Calvin Austin isn't ready to be elevated to a number two. Um, Boykin is overextended even as a number four, and Gunner just shouldn't be on the field. So when you have Deontay Johnson in the lineup, those other things can fall in line. And now you get McFarland back too, so you might have a better answer, a kick return.
2: Yeah, and you know you, you you said it there. You know you might not see Gunner if, if everybody stays healthy. You might not see Gunner back on the field again this season because then you know Austin can be your kickoff returner, McFarland's your or your kickoff returner, McFarland can be a kickoff returner, Austin can be your punt returner, Gunnar can just you know go away or maybe he's the guy that goes when uh, Deontay Johnson comes back and is activated from from injured reserve, Um, yeah, it it just, you know, the dominoes do fall into a better line. And the Steelers are a better team when they have those guys out there. They're not a team, especially a receiver, that has the right kind of depth right now to sustain a long-term injury to one of their top two guys.
0: Finally, John went back and looked at it. If you go through every year that they've had where they haven't had a playoff win, so basically back to the start of 2017 to now, you start in week five, you go through the end of November. Basically, week five where they just played against the Ravens, through thanksgiving they're 31 10 and 1 this is usually where they make their hay they've had some bumpy starts they've had some lousy finishes they're always good in october and november are they ready to do that again and make themselves competitive in a potential playoff team
2: well this would be the time to do it um you know you've and the got- schedule
0: isn't daunting by the way that's the other part to dovetail in here is the schedule if you look at who they've got the combined next four teams before they get in the conference excuse me divisional play again With the Browns and the Bengals the last two weeks of November, the next four teams they face are 11-12 and right now. It's the Rams this weekend, then the Jags, then the Titans for that Thursday night game, and then the Packers. Those last three games are all at home as well.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I I still think the Jaguars are a better team than maybe what they've shown so far. So I think after they get through this week, I think that, that, you know, these next two games i think are going to be more difficult than the last two out of the four you mentioned but yeah it's it's a little more of a favorable stretch and then you know then becomes the pivotal time of playing those two divisional opponents and i think you'll see the afc north get get a little separation after that time comes all right that'll do it for this week read joe rudder every day this week my
0: god the train sounds like it's right next to us here i feel like we're doing this on the tracks for crying out loud we're inside joe's going to be Posting stories every day this week so you can read Joe and his trip out to Los Angeles. I'll be posting every day at Breakfast with bed.
1: I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have
0: some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today.